Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to another episode of The Creator's Outlet. Please subscribe, comment, and share and join the family over on YouTube at creatorsoutlet.com. We welcome our special guest tonight, teddaviesartistry.com. You look you look much different than every other website I've been to. <laughs> Is that good or bad? I don't know. Hello, well, everybody, great. by the way. So. Hey, Critical Blast. How are you, RJ? Thank you, sir. How you doing? Well, that's good. I like to be a little different. That's nothing wrong with that. Oh, yeah. It makes makes you stand out. Yeah. Right? You get the you get the hat and yeah, that's kind of my thing. My my uh, I think everybody's got a shtick, mm-hmm. and it's um you know I, my hair. This is kind of the COVID curl thing. I've I haven't been to a I went to a barber I think once the last year. That's about it. It's getting better here, but yeah, it's just it's just my you know this is who I am. So I'm just an artist, you know. Love me or hate me. That's it. So yeah, I, I got the COVID bald thing. Yeah, I thought I just, about doing that. I, I just I just keep shaving my head because uh, nothing grows in right. It's it's like it's like the the neighbor's bad lawn with the patches of dead grass <laughs> everywhere, and I'm like, I go, oh man, I just I just look like you know a yeah. psychotic person that should be in like a padded cell. I'm like, all good. I'll just shave my head. I look better, <laughs> and when I shave my head, I look younger because it's nothing but gray hair now. Yeah. I used to be. I used to be a ginger. Yeah, uh, cool, cool. I, 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 you know, I married a uh, my wife's a ginger. So hey, I'll take it, no problem. Gingers, you know, they, they say you got your, you know, what is it, like two percent or something of the population. You're, it's very rare. Blue eyed um, redheads are very, very, very rare. Yeah, in, in the gene pool, I guess. So green eyed redheads are even rarer. That's right. That's right. Right. Uh, which is which just reminds me of the time I met James Hong and he signed his autograph. Bring me the girl with the green eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. He's such a good guy. I like oh, him yeah. a lot. I really like him a lot. That's I awesome. actually, uh, I met him like 30 years ago. Cool. At like this little rinky dink show in Boston. Uh, and he was sitting right next to Richard Hatch. Oh, cool. Captain Apollo from the original. Uh, so cool. From the yeah. original Battlestar Galactica, yeah. Yeah. which I'm a huge fan of. Yeah. And, you know, I got his autograph and uh, bought a couple, like, uh, small press books that he, That's had, cool. that he had written on yeah, stuff was, and everything. He was, they were both, like, super nice guys. Sure. I was really sorry to hear that he passed away. Yeah. It was a real shame, you know, I because I grew up, you know, watching like you did. You know, it's, uh, 
And I look back now, I'm like, I can't believe that like the first Battlestar Galactica was like 79 or something it was crazy. Mm-hmm. I don't remember it being that being that young watching it, but I, I saw it on the reruns, I think, in the early 80s. But yeah, it's crazy. But anyway. Yeah, it's so uh let's start with first uh let's get an origin story on you on, sure. on how on how you uh came to be in uh the medium of comics and storytelling. Um grew up in Detroit, northwest Detroit. Uh I was a big, you know, I was in the era of, of Star Wars and that uh, I was kind of a sheltered kid. I didn't have, I was the youngest of five kids, but everybody's older than me by like 13 years. So good, you know, Catholic family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look at it more of a, I was a midlife crisis than a oops. So that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's the way I looked at it. Uh, my brothers and my sister might argue that fact, but um, yeah, so I grew up there and it was, it was kind of a, it's, you know, it, and it's like any big city, you've got neighborhoods. We had a really good neighborhood. And the school was real close and that, but I was real sheltered. It wasn't a lot of the kids were, you know, um, brought in from with their parents that drove them in and stuff. So I didn't really have, I had some interaction, but not a whole lot with uh, outside of school. So I got into comic books early. I got into Star Wars early. You know, I remember seeing Star Wars in the theater in the seventies. You know, I remember 77 when it came out, I was six, you know, that whole thing, that whole era of buying the first R2D2 and C3PO at Checkers pharmacy you know, down the street from the house and that the whole thing, the whole dynamic. And um, I got into comic books like right at that time too. And I, I was learning how to read. So that was a big part of me retaining um, uh, how to read. So uh, fast forward, I ended up, I, I started drawing and that was kind of my thing. So I ended up sticking with that. My dad was an artist. Uh, he worked for, uh, I don't know if you remember soupy sales or anything, but my dad yeah. worked for him. Uh, he was, um, he was uh, his photographer so he did uh, he, in, in Detroit and everything else. They, uh, Soupy and him were pretty tight. And then after Soupy's show got canceled, Dad worked at uh, Ford, got a, a designing gig at Ford. So, and so all the time I grew up, he was at Ford. So I was always around, you know, artists and Detroit Institute of Arts, everything. I was always around this. You know, this is I couldn't get away from it. It's in my DNA too. So yeah. I was, um, I'm very much a watercolor artist, like my my dad was. And, uh, yeah, so that's how that started. I went to school to be an architect. That's my background. Um, so I was in fine arts as well as cartooning and, you know, art, uh, architecture is just kind of the, it was just the, I knew that I wanted, I, Frank Lloyd Wright was a big thing in our house. My dad was a Welshman. My dad was from Wales. So anybody that, you know, Frank Lloyd Wright was a descendant from Welsh heritage. And so it was like, you know, the organic architect. And so that was kind of my upbringing too. So. I spent 30 years doing that kind of architecture, like we talked about before we started, um, and ADA compliancy and making sure homes and that were safe for people and uh, as they aged and all that, uh, as their lives demanded, you know. Um, and then, uh, you know, the kids the kids went to college, and Chris and I had an opportunity. We said, let's, let's move. So we moved up north. Uh, we live on a great lake um, uh, in, in up north Michigan, and uh, it's been great. It's been a real, uh, it's beautiful. The sunrises are gorgeous. Um, and about four years ago, I, I've been building up to this for about eight years, 10 years to get into, into comic books and getting into graphic novels and more of that production work, um, stories, that's that type of thing. I've been writing quite a bit uh, for the last uh, about eight years. And that that's how it all started. So, and we've been We've been published. Uh, I ended up self-publishing. I ended up getting uh, 
uh, my book retrieve took off like wildfire. So that really went well. Um, and we've, um, we just got back from California for the development deal for that for, um, so that was a pretty big deal. We just got back for that. So that was, uh, so, you know, it's been one of these whirlwind, it's not overnight, but it was, you know, it, it can happen though. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling people that, write, get your story out there, get it published. So people will look at it because you never know who's going to pick it up. Um, yeah. And I mean, that's, that's pretty much the story. I broadcast, I do a lot of things, but I try to help people during the whole journey, you know, like you do. I try to help yeah. other creators. That's the whole idea. It's no good if I can't share, you know what I mean? With it. So. And I caught a, I caught a little show on your YouTube channel the other day, uh, <laughs> talking of, uh, alcohol. <laughs> mm. Drinking with the Davies. Yeah. And, uh, my, uh, and I was my, like, Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, um, it was my wife's, uh, well, I'm, I'm just kind of spoon boy. I'm like ice boy. I don't really, uh, you know, it, it's not, it's not Ted talks or it's not any of my other shows where I co-host. I'm more just the, I don't know if a comic relief or what, but she really does all the, um, the mixing of the drinks. We really wanted to start something that was more culture based. Hey, you know, let's bring back old drinks that nobody knows about. And maybe when people just had one or two cocktails, they didn't get smashed plowed. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it wasn't about that. It was more so let's just bring back some of the nuance and some of the culture. And that's, and she's, it's been great because Christine's really, uh, um, when it comes down to it, the history of the drinks, what it's made with, you know, the whole history of what, what things were with, this, it, it's really become quite a, a really cool thing for us. Um, and it's fun, you know, it's fun to have a, a show like that, especially when she can shine a little bit. So love that. Yeah. I went to, I went to bartending school back in 99. Awesome. And then realized uh, no place wants to hire a guy as a bartender. Understand. I can understand like, it. But, you know, it's part of the game, right? I mean, there's always, there's got to be bartenders, no mm -hmm. matter what, you know. So, I mean, don't tell. I, I worked I worked for a, for a little while as a bartender. And uh, I was friends with the owner. And I go... I go, I just need some experience so I can, well, go work at a better place, you know, that, that will actually pay me. And I said, yeah. I go, I'll work for you like a couple of nights a week when I'm off from the club and you don't have to pay me. I'll just work for whatever I get for tips. Okay. That's fair. That's a pretty good deal, really. And he's like, fine. But then his wife got mad and it's like, because everybody was coming to me. Yeah. And nobody was coming to her. I go, well, that's because she doesn't smile and she's just angry all the time. Okay. And he was like, he goes, yeah, I don't know why she's angry all the time. I go, probably because she's married to you. He goes, well, yeah, that's, Ouch. that's, that's legit. But, uh, <laughs> that didn't last for long. Cause I was, I was working at the adult clubs yeah. in the, in the city. Cause I DJed at them for like 30 years. Sure. Uh, and he knew I worked there. So once in a while, He'd get lit while I was bartending, and then he would make me take him. Let's close. There's nobody here. We're going to close up early, and we're going to go to some place that you work. Sure. Right. Okay. He goes, don't worry. I'm buying everything. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. And the rest, as they say. And, and, yeah. and, the, and the rest was history. Mm -hmm. Don't you ever take him out with you again. Go. <laughs> He, he was my boss. He's ordering me. I'm the boss. I go, not of me. <laughs> and those, uh, I mean, you, you got to have friends like that though, too. There's, yeah. there, you know, there's gotta be, 
some type of camaraderie there. I don't know how decadent it was, but I'm sure that, you know, mm. there's, um, and it's, but that you have to have friends like that. You do no matter what your age, you know? Uh, but yeah, that's, that's cool. That's good though. That's why I'm welcome at all my friends' houses, but none of them are allowed to come hang out with me because <laughs> I, I am apparently a bad, I go, how bad influence can I be now? I'm crippled in a wheelchair. Relax. I go, I don't go anywhere. I don't do anything. Yeah. I go, I mean although mm -hmm. I do have my DJ equipment here. Okay. Well, and there's a couple of poles in the room that are sitting on well. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm glad you know, you're thinking outside the box. That's great. You know, yeah. I'm not sure if I'm thinking outside the box or if I'm just thinking about the box. One can never tell. <laughs> you know, so. But either either way, uh, it's not set up. But I I did back a I did back a few campaigns that do have uh, vinyl, yeah, good as as good. part of the uh, as part of the reward. It's an art uh, form. I mean, that's and you have to wait for it. But boy, it's so worth it. I think that yeah, I'm a big I'm a big collector of old vinyl, and that's you know I love I still have the originals. My brothers and my sisters left at the house. I mean, Yellow Brick Road, and I mean on and on, you know. Um, Beatles. I'm a big Beatles fan anyway, but a lot of rockabilly stuff. Yeah, I've um, got I I didn't have too much uh left. Yeah. Um probably because uh when I was splitting up with my daughter's mother, yeah, uh her and her kids put like three big totes of my vinyl mm -hmm. through them outside the back door. Uh, in the middle of a blizzard and let them all get ruined. Yeah. Uh, I still, I still have, uh, I still have a few original albums. Mm -hmm. Um, I still have, uh, my original far and a four, um, fitter pain from Motley Crue and, and a few other things. I still have a few of my big power records with the stories on them. Uh, they're all scratched to hell, but you know, you can listen to enough of them. Yeah. Right. And, well, I mean, uh, I've yeah. got a, I've got an MP3 folder with, uh, that actually has every single, uh, power record that was ever made. Well, that's good. So, I mean, that's, isn't it amazing what we've come to? I mean, and, and as far as digital, it's amazing. I mean, considering what we had growing up, it just blows my mind. Yeah. It blows it's, my mind. What? When CDs hit, I thought that was it. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, this is amazing. Mm -hmm. And then you know, now it's... And then, and then it went full-blown digital. This is crazy. And the, uh, the only thing that bugs me is because now everybody thinks that they're a DJ. Yeah, I know. And uh, I, have a, I have a favorite meme that, uh, you know, that just says, everybody's a DJ until you, until you put them in front of these and it's just a picture of two techniques, 1200s. <laughs> yeah, like, that's great. Where do I plug in my iPod? Right, right. You don't. Yeah. I mean, I mean, back in the day, you know, even before Run DMC or any of that, I mean, it was just, it was absolutely amazing. I mean, it was absolutely amazing. Why even the Beastie Boys were, mm -hmm. I thought they were just unbelievable. I mean, it was almost, you know, we're talking about shtick and everything. It was almost that way. You know, when they were starting out, I don't really think they were, I, I don't know. I mean, they, I'm sure they had dreams of grandeur, but 
it was just something else. The uh, incredible, just incredible amount of work that they put into it. And the talent was crazy. Just oh, crazy. Yeah. And that was all vinyl. I mean, it was all samples I and I mean, it's crazy. There's, there's a few uh, up and coming stores. This one called the Black Wax Cafe. Yeah. I don't know how their prices are, but apparently uh, Target and Walmart are selling yeah. exclusive vinyl now, too. Yeah. I'm like, oh. And there's got to be money in it. There's got to yeah. be. And, uh, and, well, they're all like exclusive ones, so yeah. they can charge. Only so there's get up, their proprietary. Yeah. There's an upswing in the pocket for them. Yeah. Um, I also, also know uh, the Mondo Shop. Mm-hmm. Sells a lot of vinyl. They do a lot of soundtracks and everything. Yeah, I know uh, it's on back order, but I I got the uh, the last two Avengers movie soundtrack. Oh, cool! Um, That's kind of cool. It's on it's on back order. Yeah, I sold a bunch of comics and I bought that. Usually, I sell a bunch of comics and I just buy more comics. Right. Keep the keep it burning. Yeah. Everybody's got to have their vice, you know. Sure. I, uh, I do. I've got them. <laughs> I've and, got them. Uh, Comics but and I, I, thought it, and, yeah. I, I thought it was cool because they did this soundtrack on five albums. And, of course, each album represented a different color of the stones from the Infinity Gauntlet. Oh, that's cool. What a great marketing thing. That's you awesome. Know, yeah. So it was it was pretty pricey, but... They're like, it's on back order. We'll let you know when it's back in. Well, yeah. You pretty much have to wait for them. Do you have a laser um, reader uh, recorder or is it just diamond diamond tip? Uh, do, have diamond you seen tip. the laser, the laser readers on the vinyl? Have you seen those where they put the, they're actually, they can read. I, I, the, I've the, seen the one. It's, it, it looks like, like a little eraser, like yeah. blackboard eraser. Yeah. And you put it on top and it just reads the whole album. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just nuts. I mean, and, and I the, know the cracks can, and the pops you, and everything. And are yeah, still... you, you can buy that. And there's a, there's an additional piece that you can get. Yeah. So you can actually scratch with that. If you're a DJ. Oh, really? Yeah. That's cool, man. I didn't know <laughs> I'm that. like, I that's go, cool. well, that's good because that way you could scratch and actually not scratch anything. <laughs> well, right. Exactly. Hey, Lorenzo. How are you, sir? Good to see you. How you doing, Lorenzo? Um, yeah, I mean, that's awesome. I didn't know they had that. I mean, well, why not? The technology's got to be there. Oh, why yeah. Not? You know, that's crazy. Really, really cool. But uh, let's get into this. Now, this is book cool. two. Yes. So why don't you give me a little background on the Grim 101 series in book one? Sure. So I'm... Um, Grim 101 was a story I came up with. I mean, as a kid, I told you I was the youngest of five kids, but I didn't tell you my mom was like, was from an old farm family back in the Depression era. And uh, she was the youngest of 15 kids because that's what they did back then, right? Uh-huh. Um, free labor, basically, is what it was. But, um, so when I was growing up, there was a big age difference between my siblings and me. My mom was 40 when she had me, so her family were dying off her, her sisters and brothers. So every year I was pretty much going to a cemetery, you know, or a grave or, you know, burial, something kind of like it was a birthday, you know, every year it was consistently, there was somebody else passing away. And, hey, Chris. Uh, hey, Chris, how you doing? And I, um, I ended up, uh, 
I remember when I was about 12 years old, I was thinking about it. You know, I said, I feel when I was at these cemeteries and I felt kind of like I never knew these people, a lot of them, because they're much so much older than me. But I felt guilty. I felt this like anxiety. I didn't know what it was. You know, I just didn't feel right. I didn't I wasn't really grieving because I didn't know them. Right. Um, but if you've ever been to a cemetery, you might have that feeling where you just not dread, but you feel this anxiety mm-hmm. and all that. So I met, I met a mental note of that, and I'm like, well, okay, let me think about just as time went on. I started noticing that when we would go down these uh, old country roads and that, there was a lot of these cemeteries are forgotten. They're all overgrown, and nobody's been to them in, you know, years. You know, because people move on, and the families die off and whatever. And uh, I thought about it later in life, probably when I was in, uh, probably a teenager, and then I started thinking about what if it wasn't, you know, it, it was somebody that made you feel that way when you went to a cemetery. What if it was their job? And I did some research on what a grim was and they were, you know, protectors of certain things. And, but they also, um, the, in this book, uh, grim one one it's about a, a being that, um, makes you feel like you're, it's supposed to make you feel like you've got anxiety and grief and everything else. When you enter the cemetery, you're supposed to feel dread. You're supposed to feel terrible, right? And this guy's terrible at his job. He's really bad at his job. Everybody loves it there when they when they when they go to grieve or pay their respects to a loved one. And um, his name's Jim, and he doesn't know how he got there. He doesn't know why he's even there. He doesn't remember who he was before he woke up there. And he finds a book on the um, on the cemetery floor, and it says Grim 101. It's a manual of how to be a Grim in a cemetery. So he figures, well, he must have hit his head, and uh, he starts reading this manual. He, he thinks, well, this must be my job. And so he's there for about 150 years. Nobody's ever seen him or heard him. And um, it, it basically the first book is his memoir of his daily life, of what he goes through and the feelings that he has and the desperation that he feels in that. And, uh, and I did it in a memoir series so that he so that you get kind of a, you know, his journaling. And what he deals with this book about you know, we've all been in jobs. Where we've had to read manuals and. You know, they tell you what to do, the direction of where to go, what, you know, when you have a 15 minute break, you know, and he's, he's read this book for the last 150 years. He just, he hates his job. He hates everything about it, but he feels like he wants to make people feel happier. And, uh, the book ends, uh, I'll let you know a little of an inside scoop here. The first book ends where the second book picks up and the first book ends where he meets the neighbor next door uh, that uh, stays in the um the caretaker's cottage she just moved in and her name's gwen and she's kind of a pinterest witch she's kind of a she thinks that she uh, ended up conjuring him up and uh, that's not what happens but that's kind of the comedy side of it but she ends up seeing him she ends up seeing and hearing him and she's the only one that's ever seen or heard him and that's where the first book ends the second book picks up from her standpoint her memoir of all of it. So there's two different sides to this story. There's four books in the series. Uh, and the second book will take over uh, Gwen, Gwen's experience of Jim and, and everything around it and what happens. And then the third and the fourth book will be more along their story of, and how you find out how he got there and why he's there. And, and all this it culminates into the fourth story. Um, I might add that this book as well has brought up, um, is uh, been brought up uh, for option, uh, when I was out in California for my other book retrieve that just got a development deal, they ended up uh, picking this up as well. 
Uh, this will wow. be starting to be op, uh, option for, um, excuse me, option for uh, script next year because we've got to finish up what we're doing right now with my other book retrieve. Uh, but so that'll be, it's going to be episodic. So I don't know if it's going to be who they're going to pitch it to Netflix or whoever, but it'll be, it's on, this is the grassroots now to get onto the first of the four books before it's um, taken over from the adaption. So, but I wanted to do it as a Kickstarter so people could still get in on the ground floor. That's, that's a, that's a beauty of this that people can see it and, and be part of it before it goes to the next level, you know? Um, so yeah, that's pretty cool. So we're, we're excited about it. So. I don't know if I explained that all the way, but uh, the video is really good. I mean, there's um, some fantastic voice over work that we did in both the videos. Um, very, very happy. Uh, Helen uh, Fleming was one of the ones that did the voiceovers for the second book uh, or for the second book uh, promo. But yeah, it's been fantastic. So it's been very well received. We've, Like I said, it's been um, it's been really good. A lot of Kickstarters right now, though, you know, and that's I think that that's probably why we've kind of plateaued a bit. Um mm-hmm. You know, it's just part of it. I, you know, it's just part of the game. You just have to, we've got about eight days left, I think. So, yeah. yeah. So. It's been, uh, for some reason, everybody wants to put their book out in the fall. Yeah. Well, so I there, think, there are tons of books on Kickstarter yeah. right now yeah. and as well as Indiegogo. Right. And it's just, it just, I looked at them, I go. It's a lot. There's a lot. I go, I, go, I, lot I, I can't, I can't do this. One of the, um. <laughs> One of the, and you'll, as you, as you go through the campaign, you'll see it. I've got, um, we, we ended up doing a figure, uh, a limited edition figure for, uh, for Jim, the Grim that I'm all hand, that I'm hand painting. I'm going through the, I had, uh, Damien Walbrum from, uh, O, uh, O toys. He's doing all my work, uh, on, on retrieve as well. Any of the, uh, Archimedes that we're doing on the other series, we won't get into that today, but, um, Jim, the Grimm is going to have his own, uh, has his own figure on this, on this campaign as well. Limited edition, certified, uh, numbered and all that. And I'm going to be actually doing that live tomorrow. I'm going to be painting one of the figures tomorrow oh, at cool. one o'clock on my station. So on my YouTube channel, but, um, I can show you, I don't know if you want to bring me up for a second. I'll show you the figure as it's in resin here, but you guys can see it's, it's taken from the first book. Let me get the other, here's the first book here. So you can see the, so you can see the, um, the similarities in what he did here. It's just amazing what he did with this. Uh, not really doing Very it justice, cool. but, but yeah, he did a really just a fantastic job. Damien's awesome. So yeah, we'll be doing that. Uh, we'll be painting that up tomorrow and uh, looking forward to do it. I've got a, a couple of them mocked up, but yeah, it's really going to be awesome. So cool. And again, it's limited edition and that one's going for uh that's an add on. You can actually buy them in a tier or you can do uh, you can purchase them for $75. It also comes with a, um, it's going to be completely uh, encased with the dome. I've actually got the dome here, and I'll have a. It'll have a, actually have a base as well, so it'll be sitting. You'll have it all encased and everything, with the. Yeah, it'll be. It's done right. It'll be really done well. Yeah. So okay. Sorry about that. I just wanted to tell you about that. I'm excited about it, as you can tell. So. I, you were excited about that, and I got excited from the uh, the old classic Hildebrand Star Wars shirt you had on. Oh, thank you. Thank, yeah, that's a I love it. It's one of my favorites. I remember having the the uh, the poster. Do you remember the posters that came out when they oh, first yeah. released? Oh yeah, man. If I would have had one of those still. There's there's pictures of me with with Star Wars tank tops. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where 
my Scotch Irish skin is as red as the girl's <laughs> hair yeah. on the screen right now. Yeah, that's one. And uh, yeah, she's got to oh. be a redhead. I mean, she's got to be. I, yeah, it's one of the things in the story that you know, and it, people. It's sim similar to um, a lot of people ask me, "Is it my wife? Is it Christine? Is you know?" I, I always take from there are certain inspirations. She's always my muse in all my books. It doesn't matter if she's a character in there or not, but. Gwen has a lot of attributes, I'm sure, of uh, of my wife. But there's there's something about her. Uh, there's a certain there's certain things in the story with Gwen that she's very. You're finally going to find out a lot more about her as you read her memoir and what she's dealing with. She's got a lot that she's dealing with, and that's where it gets kind of in a gothic sense, kind of a dark comedy. Um, so I mean, and I think that there's one of the things when I write. I think the reader finds out more about themselves and that's, I think it's important um, than, than what the story is really saying. You know, I think that's really important no matter what you're doing, whether it's comic book or I don't, I consider this an illustrated uh, novel. Um, I've also done them. I've also got, this is the first book and um, this one is in the uh, hardback, but we've got a green version of this coming out with the second one. And you'll see that in the campaign, right. but each of these books, the hardbacks um, they're set up a little bit differently than the, than the soft cover. Uh, the one that I had here, but just so that you know, but uh, they're, they're set up just a little bit differently. And I left spaces in there because I've got educators in my family that requested that um, they leave a little bit of space so that uh, young adults or whoever's reading this can actually make notations and, and kind of get, figure out if they've got a, um, a memoir in them. You know, there's a lot of things there too, that I'm trying to look at to get kids, not just kids, but young adults involved in, in writing. Um, and, and developing stories and breaking down stories too, not just looking at it for entertainment. That's great. But if they're interested in doing that other thing, you know, it's, it's, it's fun for me. So. Cool. Well, let's take a look at the trailer. Sure. Most of my life I've felt alone, but not here. I suppose living next to a cemetery, your neighbors are always close. It is peaceful and quiet but not lonely. In fact, since my first visit amongst these graves, I've felt a presence, a calmness that fills the air and surrounds me like a gentle morning mist. That's how I know he is there. It's a feeling of being watched from afar. I await in silence as well, until we meet. So hopefully that's intriguing enough. So, yeah. So that was Glenn's wife, huh? Correct. That's Helen. She's terrific. I'm actually going to, uh, we're talking about, um, later on, once the campaign's funded, we're going to be talking. And once we've got the books in production, we're talking about doing audio, um, collaboration with both of them because, uh, it, full disclosure, Jim, uh, excuse me, Glenn did the, uh, voiceover for the first video in the first campaign. And they're, their voices do so well uh, in the storyline. I never, I, I wasn't thinking that way when I was writing it. I was thinking of an American uh, voice, you know. Um, but when when I thought about it, I'm like, man, I broke it down. I mean, my dad was still alive. I would have had him. He had a really, just a fantastic Welsh accent. 
sounded like Richard Burton. I used to hate bringing girls home because they would fall in love with his voice, you know, and it was, <laughs> I hated it. Yeah, I couldn't compete with it. Right. Um, but yeah, Glenn, Glenn just knocked it out of the park with, uh, with his, uh, voiceover, but Helen's got such a beautiful voice. Uh, so yeah, I think later we're going to end up doing, I'd like to do an audio book, uh, audio caption book, something in the future. So it just depends on what, uh, where, where it is with everything and once and what we're allowed to do once the adaption's done with, uh, in LA, you know, so. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm supposed to be doing, uh, an audio book too. Uh, author wants me to, uh, read all the she she does a book called uh loki that has nothing to do with marvel okay uh and she researched the you know all the lore of all that and you know changed it up a little bit but uh the book uh has done very well and has you know lots and lots of great reviews on amazon excellent and uh and she's moving on to like other books but she's also had also started uh working on on the audio book for the first loki book and yeah. she's like goes i want you to read for a couple of things and she had me read for a couple of things and she's like mm. and then i because i had my throat ripped ripped apart from you know medical medical things and i had a tracheotomy at one point yeah and uh until i ripped it out threw it across the room they didn't like that much i'm sure uh sure they can you breathe? I go, well, I'm talking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, Oh, uh, and, uh, so anyhow, she, she, uh, wants me to read, uh, as Hades. Hmm. Okay, cool. So, you know, all, all I, all I keep thinking of is, uh, the old Hercules animated film from oh, Disney. Yeah. That's great though. What a you great, know. what a great animation that is. It's been with, so with you know, use that use that to your advantage, man. Use it to you know inspire yourself. It's good, you know. So at some point, she just had surgery not long ago, mm -hmm. uh, and is getting back on her feet now. So uh, and the holidays are coming up. So probably like uh, first quarter of next year. Good. We'll I wish you luck on that. that. That's so, great. Yeah, keep me in the loop on that. So uh, you know that that'd be good because you know I can just read lines and record them here, and you know send the file to yeah, somebody. That's the beauty of uh yeah, that's the that's the best. It's like, you know, at least the internet did something good for me. You know. Always so, look for the good. Always look for the good, yes. Yep. Campaign's pretty solid. Um Lisa Malone uh, management actually helped me run the campaign. She ran the last one as well. Mm -hmm. And I, I suggest it it would have been easier for me uh to not have her, but I really wouldn't have had the success I had on the last campaign if it wasn't for or on this campaign for that matter she really knows what I mean she knows what she's doing and I don't have to worry about a lot of stuff I can keep working producing my content my books and my you know YouTube channel and everything else um, so yeah if you guys are looking for anybody as far as a campaign manager she's terrific uh, absolutely terrific I can't recommend her enough Malone management but Oh yeah, uh, she's she sent uh, a few people my way this month. Yeah, she's terrific. Uh, you, April, and uh, is it Ron? Uh, Ron. Snowpaw, the book. Oh, Snowpaw. Book. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. Uh, I know the campaign, but I don't know. And uh, a few months back, I contacted her because I wanted to get a 
JT Malloy on for for his series. Got it. Good. Good. So you know, met a bunch good. of good people, and you know, good. I've I've known her on and off for a while. Yep, she's she's quality. She's good good person. Um, I always try to put my synopsis and everything in the you know if you if you some people don't like to read, some people don't like watching videos, but if you guys you know if you can go through all of this, it'll give you the breakdown of where I came up with the idea, how my mind works, which is a scary thought, but it gives you at least an idea breakdown of what, uh, you know, why I'm writing this in this format is kind of an experiment. And I wanted to see the memoir side of characters because I've always liked that. Um, and I thought it'd be interesting to throw in an, kind of an illustrated novella memoir versus just a comic book or a graphic novel. Um, these all have artwork in them. Uh, both the books, all, all four of the books will have artwork in them. And then there's also a preface too, so you can break get that breakdown too of how all of it came together. And again, some people it just depends on what you're into, but I some people like to try to have it spelled out for them too. So we do have stretch goals, of course. Um, you know, I'm being a, I'm being a realist. I've always been that way. I want to I want to be able to cover costs. That's my thing. If I can get to the point where we can cover costs, then I'm happy. Uh, the books are going to be beautiful. Uh, once we once we fund, I know, but I'm being a realist too. Though there's eight days, and I'd love to have it up to you know, fifty five hundred dollars. But I'm a, like I said, a realist. I think once people get the story and get it down, then it'll be a different story. It'll start building the momentum. Uh, Craig Hall out in California saw the potential of what's going to happen, but he also knows how the book ends. So it's a different, you know, how his adaption is going to be. It's a little bit different too, mm -hmm. um, and it's different vi audio too. Live action is different or video. Live action um, adaptions are different than books, as you know. Oh yeah. So this is a this is just another way to tell the story, and this is really the the original way to tell the story, the way and I wanted. That's it. why we always say uh, the books are always better. Yeah. Than the movie. Right. Right. The movie's the easy way to ingest yeah, it. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, right. But and visually, the, it's great. But the true way to ingest it is by reading the book. Yeah. Like. And that. Yeah. And that's why I want people to look at it from that standpoint. They're, they're on the ground floor, the grassroots movement here now the the artwork i put in this is all what i try to do is i start out with uh just i do everything in a very gray tone watercolor and i do that first and then as we go through i've, I've developed the paintings so i've got i didn't i don't know if they've got them updated there they're updated for the people that have actually um uh back the campaign there's updates coming through emails and you see these in color i've got okay. a few of them here i got a few of them here if you just want to take a peek I've got a few that I've been working on for the last couple of days. So oh, this nice. I'm, I'm turning it here because of the, the light. It's kind of weird, but so this is, um, these are going to be part of the, uh, inserts in the book as far as the pages. So between the memoir, the journaling, if you want to call it that these, um, these works, I'm still working on a few of these, but they're give you an idea of the watercolor scope of what's like, what I'm trying. I like the mossy tone there. Thank you. And thank you. And that's and once you see them, uh, and I've got a few things I'm doing digitally, and then you'll see this one here, give you a little bit more of a feel for um you can, it's hard to I'm sorry about the light, guys. It's so bright in here. But you can see the it's very yeah. ethereal. It's very and that's the whole idea. I wanted it to be kind of like you're waking up in the story. And as it goes, it's gonna get more detailed uh in the third and fourth book. So there's a real there's a real method to it. Yeah, it makes perfect sense to me because for many years I lived next to a cemetery. You understand. And, and I do too. We do too now. In fact, we live in a cottage next to the cemetery, which I'm like, I got to use this, man. I get this is crazy. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. And it's, it's, it's very, 
it's very quiet, you know, right on the Great Lake. So we've got mm -hmm. all this energy, all the waves, and then you just turn over to the right a little bit here, and then you see how quiet it is in this. And it's it's kind of eerie. It's it's good, but it's very, yeah, it's an interest, interesting thing. You know, because you've lived by a cemetery, you know. Yeah. My mother actually used to walk through. She grew up in Fall River, Mass. Yeah. That's where all of our family is originally from. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was an only child until her parents got divorced and my grandfather remarried uh, this woman and, you know, read a, read a passage in the Bible about being fruitful and multiplying, and he did. Okay. Uh, so my <laughs> mother went from being an only child to uh, the oldest of 11. You and all that works then. You understand yeah. my mom's, my mom, you know, is 15. So yeah, it's crazy. It's good though. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. And she, she used to walk through, you know, she kept, she only had, you know, a, a couple of friends and when she was growing up and she used to, you know, keep to herself a lot, you know, lots of chores, you know, back when kids used to have to actually do chores. Yeah. They yeah. didn't just get stuff. Yep. Uh, and she, she would like, you know, just take a book and, walk through the cemetery and then sit on one of the benches in the cemetery and just yeah. sit there and read a book all day. Yeah. Must've been a good grim there. He must've been a nice guy or a nice yeah. girl. Well, yeah. That's great. That's great. And people used to do, I mean, when we were out in California, we went uh the first, one of the first things I did was I wanted to go out and pay my respects to a few people, you know, Jack Lemon, Marilyn, uh, Marilyn Monroe, that kind of stuff. And you know, that's a, that's, people were sitting down, they were having lunch on their lunch hour. They're mm -hmm. sitting by Burt Reynolds grave, eating their lunch, taking in the sun, relaxing. It's like a big park, you know, even though there's, you know, it's a cemetery and that's, that was kind of their, that was the thing. It, it was a park and they show movies on Friday nights during the summer. It's, it's crazy. I mean, it's, it's beautiful in one respect. What a way, what great way to honor these, these uh, stars. Right. Mm -hmm. um, but anyway, okay. I digress. Sorry. I know you're trying to get through this. So so we've got uh, the digital version of book two for 15. Right. Uh, we call that the Australian variant. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, the the soft cover uh, includes all unlocked stretch goals, of course. Everything right. does for physical. Right. And uh, the soft cover is 15 as well. Right. We wanted the options so that people, you know, I really would love them to have to have the book. We're shipping worldwide. So I, I'm trying to make sure that, you know, I, I would love for them to have the PDF if that's all they want. That's great. But I really want them to have a hard copy if they can. That's why I priced it that way. So if anybody's wondering. Um, but anyway, didn't mean to cut you off. Uh, yeah, the, the the shipping is terrible. I know uh, yes, Rini that uh, did uh, Fiendish. Yes. Had to ship a book to Australia mm -hmm. when they, cause they had just, they had shut everything down and then they yeah. reopened it up. Yep. And it cost her like $70 to ship one book to Australia. Yeah, I believe it. And I'm and, like, you know, we'll, we'll look at that. If it comes through and that's, that's what we've got to do, then no problem. Let's figure it out. And the you know, UK, I'm, I'm not... when you ship to the UK, they want you to keep track of the taxes from the, from the, from the stuff right. that you have going in there right. and they want you to pay the taxes. I'm like, we left your country because of this crap. <laughs> what makes you think we want to do this? We, um, one of the things I, I set up is I've got a printer in the UK. 
So mm. I ended up, that's the way I'm handling. I do that. I've done that for years and that's the way to do it. So I have the oh, books, yeah. identical books, but they're printed in the UK and then they're shipped out directly. And that's really the only way to do it. Australia. Well, whatever. We'll have to take a hit Russia, whatever, but we'll figure it out. I mean, that's the, you know, yeah, that's what uh, that's what Marv D- V did. He he was yeah. he's a creator for the Sin Killer. Yeah, yeah. and he had uh, he had them printed like in the UK and shipped to the creator of uh, Life on Cora, right? Uh, Mike Jimmy, who did the yeah. fulfillment for him, right? On that side of the globe, right? And that's the and way then all the US it. ones were done here. Yeah, and RJ from Critical Blast did all of that here. Yep. Yeah, no, it's just so. a, it's a, it's just you know just working it out, just yeah. deep thought, figure it out. There's a way to do it. How do we do it? I can as most economical way we can do it. Mm-hmm. And the the I'm I'm a big hardcover fan. Me so, too. Me too. Uh, the hardcover of book two is only an extra five for an extra five dollars. You can have the hardcover. I would get the hardcover. Yeah. And it'll right. last, I think, I mean, I love the soft cover with everything, but yeah, I just like it. It's a journal. It looks like a journal. Mm-hmm. You know, it looks, it's a memoir, you know, and each of the colors are a little bit different. Each of the, the first one is like the brown, like I was saying, then the second one will be green. We're not sure what the third and the fourth book are going to be yet, but we figured with the, um, with it being uh, Gwendolyn's viewpoint, we thought the green, especially with her being this, this, um, if you want to call naturalist type of vibe i figured mm-hmm. green was a, such a good and that was actually lisa's idea so very uh very good very good thought so and you have uh book two mm-hmm. the soft cover and a print of the cover correct uh without any badging but yeah and then the uh the hardcover with the with the print for 30 and the mortician bundle uh, catch up so you get the soft covers so you get one and two so you can read mm-hmm. the you know what we've got and then you also get the print for 35 mm-hmm. hardcover and soft cover bundle right wanted to give you some variety if you want that you know it just depends on what you're if you want a second book to give away or what have you they make a lovely gift yeah very much so and uh, I'm, grave, I'm, grave the digger. grave digger bundle. Uh, yep. I, I like that name. Yeah, reminds me <laughs> of a too. truck from yep. my childhood. Yeah, uh, big time. Uh, both hard, both current hardcovers, uh, and a print of the soft cover book two cover. Correct. Uh, a retailer bundle. Mm-hmm. So it's five, five books and five prints. Right. For fifty dollars. That's been a pretty. That I I always have to look out for the retailers because they're we we've been really fortunate with retailers. They've been awesome mm-hmm. nationwide. It's been great. So I take care of them. That's a you know that that's a good bundle for them. You know it's yeah. And they, know, I sign everything too. I mean I you know and then we make arrangements for me to come out once the COVID things. You know some of them won't let you do signings in the building yet, so that's okay. But yeah, once that's smoothed over, I'll we'll set up a time. It's great because I. That way they've got stock and they're selling and they're selling independent. That's a big thing too. A lot of these comic companies, comic book stores will sell independence if you've got the right barcode and if you can, you know, so and mm-hmm. I, I provide all that. Uh, and the retailer bundle too, which gets you 
five of book one, five of book two, and five prints from the book two for a hundred dollars. Right. And everything's bag and boarded as well. Uh, the, yeah. the prints won't be boarded, but they'll be bagged as well. And I ship everything out to uh, Gemini Mailer. Uh, it costs a little bit more, but so much worth it. It's so worth it. Uh, just to make sure your guys stuff gets there. Uh, damaged. I'm yeah. really, I really way, pride store, myself on the, that. The stores can do the, the, you know, the bundle book one and book two and, you know, be like, there's prints as well. And they're yeah. signed. Yep. Yep. And they usually sell pretty fast when they're in stock like that. Um, I've been very fortunate with that. So <clears throat> original art plus Grim 101 book two. Right. Two four and a half by six original drawings from the book. Right. Available on the first come, first serve basis, two hundred dollars. Right. And that'll be in color as well, the the prints or the excuse me, the artwork. So yeah, and they're they're good prices on the that, that's actually really good pricing on my my artwork. We've been uh, I'm to the point now where it's we've had a definite increase with everything with the development pack. You know, everything happened with the developments. There's been an increase in my people have been buying up my artwork like crazy. So, so right now I wanted to keep something that was still tangible that could be affordable, you mm -hmm. know, in the campaign. But and the caretaker associate producer, both hardcovers, both soft covers. The print, a nine by twelve custom artwork, and Jim the Grim limited figure. Correct, and that's all. And Jim's all hand painted by me. The the full uh, figure, everything. It'll have, also have a base on it as well that'll be done, and I'll have that all textured up. So I'm an old school miniature painting guy. So I've been around been around a long time doing this, but it'll oh, be painted I'm, I'm in the. I'm terrible at that. <laughs> It's it, it's a passion of mine, my old model railroader, you know, from long ago. Oh yeah, um, you know, but um, it'll be painted in the same color scheme as what you see in Grim, one hundred one book uh, one. You'll see the same color scheme that he's in, very similar to that. So, uh, very uh, ethereal, but it, but you'll know it's me. It's from my hand, and I'll make sure it's a. Uh, We've got certified uh, paperwork with it as well. Uh, we're limited to sixteen, I think, overall. Um, mm -hmm. And I've already had, I don't know how many we've got now in the, in the cause, but I think that there's a lot of people, I know they're running out now. I know that Damien's going to have to print some more up soon, but yeah. So yeah. I know, tomorrow, uh, I know tomorrow, the, the show I saw you the other day. Mm -hmm. uh, I know uh, pop culture Avenger bought one. Yeah. Cause why right. wouldn't he? he yeah. Right. It. Right. He Paul's has great. everything else. Paul's the best. Yeah. Paul's the best. Um, yeah. He's, he's a terrific guy. Uh, anything that he has for sale too is excellent. Uh, excellent quality. He's really, he packages up stuff. I mean, he does a good job. So kudos to Paul, uh, pop oh, yeah. culture Avenger. Absolutely. But yeah, so it was an idea that I came up with. I really wanted to have something that was different and I wanted a collector's piece because what I've been asked, a lot of people have been asking me for collector's pieces, um, retrieve and all the other things I've got going. They've got a action figure with that, but I wanted something for Grim that's, um, for the collector that wants something. And I know it's going to go up in value straight away. Um, you know, and then it's certified and it's, you know, I signed it and everything. Um, that's, that's important to me. It was important because I know I'm a collector and I, I wanted something that's going to be good and it's going to last and they could have the full gamut then, you know, when they got the books, everything and the figure from the original, um, the, the original Kickstarters, that's, I think that's going to be just dynamite. Mm -hmm. And then once it goes into adaption and then 
on and on and on, you know, and it, uh, if it, if it gets made into episode uh, episodes and everything else, it's just going to be dynamite. So I think it's really, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Now stuff. on any of your custom artwork, mm -hmm. are there rules around it? So what we're going to do is we're going to do a custom piece. Um, and we'll talk about that because I don't know if it was ever really spelled out. I'm a watercolor ink artist is what I do. It's fully, mm -hmm. it's going to be traditional. Um, it's going to be based in the grim, um, theater, if you want to call it that. So I want to, I, I will, I will look into it, but I believe, uh, the way that we specified it, it's only with the, in the grim format. I don't think I'm going to be doing anything else, but what I will do is I'll double check that. And I will make a statement here that if, um, if it's just not suiting you and which I, a lot of people want something original from the original book, you know, that kind of stuff. They want something that's very unique, uh, from the book, but if it's not suiting you, I'll work with you on that. So don't, uh, you know, don't worry about that. If there's something that, Hey, I've got, you know, I've got an idea, which would, would, would you like, uh, from one of my other books, say for retrieve or something, you want something done up in that type of environment. We'll work with you on that. So absolutely. Okay. And. Oh, okay. I so see. This is the same as that one, except this one is an, on 11 by 17. Right. So that's a full, this is the literally a full spread. Yeah. That's a cover. That's a cover uh, artwork piece. I mean, it's 11 by 17. And um, what, what we would normally have for a panel for an interior or for a cover on a book uh, for a regular comic book. So uh, these are also, um, yeah, so that, that gives you an idea. So if there's usually when people uh, get my work, though, that are in part of the when they're buying it on Kickstarter, they usually have they go with what the book is that theme. But like I said, we'll work with you on that. Anybody knows my style, though, uh, it's it's still going to be good. I think it's going to be good whatever we end up doing. So, but I'll I'll treat that uniquely as we go. And I'll, I probably should have Lisa write that in there. But and then we've got some of my other work that I've done over the years. One of the problems, Albino Zulu. Yeah, one of the problems that I had uh, at Comic Cons and that was I've got everything so um, it, it's for young adults or older. I didn't have anything for kids. I and, mean, you know, I was sitting there talking to my wife. I'm like, you know, there's not really anything for kids. To I was having all these kids come up, you know, and they wanted, they want me to do these uh, $5. What I do is uh, I'll do $5 sketch art for them, you know, uh, Star Wars or you know, whatever they want, if there's something that they really want. But then a lot of them can't afford, you know, going down, you know, having the $30, $40 sketches for them. I can get something small. I said, well, you know, why don't we do a comic book about a character that, um, they could draw. I mean, it's a smaller book. I've got it right here. It's a smaller book, but it's, um, I have it so that it's, it's black and white. They can color the inside of it. Um, and it's set up so that there's, you know, they're learning something about, I mean, it's fun. It's not, you know, it's, I probably would think it's about for eight years, eight years or older. And it's basically 007 meets Ferris Bueller's day off. I mean, it's a very, it's about an alien, uh, that the, uh, who's an albino, that the Zulu tribe uh, chieftain finds. He finds this alien in the middle of the Serengeti, and he raises him as, as his own, teaches him all the different types of uh, martial arts that they, the Zulu tribe can teach you, and it's amazing the technology that they have. So, And it's all about uh, you know how he fits into a group of people that maybe he shouldn't fit into. And uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a very good story. It's a very healthy story. It's not anything that's going to be derogatory, but it's fun. And it's something that you could actually get the PDF uh, version as well, 
and you can print that out for your kids and then they can send it back to me and I put it up on the refrigerator, you know, take pictures, all that stuff. There's a, there, it's interactive and that's the whole idea behind it. But, and, um, you know, he's trained by, I don't know if you know what a pangolin is. You know what a pangolin is? You ever heard of a pangolin? Are those the little black and white guys that like fish? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it sounds like penguin, right? <laughs> yeah. Well, pangolin is a, it's an endangered animal. And I didn't know this. And they look like a, they're like a cross between an armadillo and an aardvark. And that's who trains him. So, and they're, but they're endangered. So I figured I'd do two for, you know, I'd, I'd say, hey, okay, now you can, now, now we can show people that this thing's in danger too. But it's just a big thing to show people that what can be done. Um, you know, so kids are excited. But I've had this out. It did really, really well. But it's fun. It's strictly fun. The second one, the second issue, I haven't released yet. So this will be the first time that it's out. There's the pangle in there. And he's a bad, he's a, he's got this killer Frisbee. It's a really fun, it's just a fun story. It's completely different than anything else I've done. Um, but the Frisbee, this, uh, this whammo Frisbee is just deadly. It's really a lot of fun, but so gives you an idea. And you can color it. So, and hey. you can color it. It's black and white. So the cover, the covers are obviously color, but yeah, gives something for the kids to do. Uh, retrieve one. Uh, this is actually the second printing. This is a, a brand new cover that we just did. And it's actually going to be uh, showcased on Comics Unlimited uh, next month. Uh, nice. So Glenn's got that picked out and he, he asked, he requested it. So, so yeah, that's the first releasing of the second printing of the book. That's, um, that's the, the movie adaption book uh, for live action. That's how uh, we were out in California back in September. Mm -hmm. uh, we've been adapting, well, we've been unscripting scripting it with Craig Hall, uh, the producer out in LA for about a year. Uh, and finally we got out there to, uh, to sit down with, um, film pool, uh, out in Burbank and we signed, uh, you know, so we're all, we're, we've got everything worked out for the adaption now. So we're trying to get everything, uh, for the episodes. Uh, we're basically, I think we're going to be going episodic on this for, um, for, uh, like, a uh, Netflix or, a one of those markets. Uh, that's going to be kind of our, our niche, uh, live action. So we're working on all that now. So that'll probably be, uh, we're going to have the script done probably by, uh, the end of this year, beginning of next year. And so that yeah, should be great. So that's a really interesting, very heavy story. Very, very heavy story. So well, congratulations thank on you. that. Thank you. That was, yeah, we were really blessed with all that. And then we also have the second printing of issue number two. Uh, and that'll be, uh, like I said, these are the first that they've come out. They, they haven't been released yet. So you'll be the first ones to get it. And of course, I'll sign them. And then we've got the Piste Resistance. Um, this is the figure that uh, I'm going to be, well, I'm going to be starting to paint tomorrow, actually. I've got a few of them that were shipped in already from uh, Damien uh, Walbrum down in Louisville at O Toys. And uh, yeah, we're really excited about this. This is going to be great. I'm really looking forward to getting that all done. Had a lot of interest in that. So and then that this basically goes through my spiel of who I am and my background. So gives you an idea. It's a good campaign. It's solid. It's not real expensive. Uh, there's a couple of tiers that might be a little bit more of investment, but you know, and then of course Melissa Malone management. Yeah. So gives you an idea. And we'll take a look through the tiers. I'm just sure. I like to I like to flip through and just Look to see what you you got on for backers and sure, I know a lot of them got on early. Uh, we we really hit it right out of the park, right out of the gate. I mean, it was like in the first twelve hours, it was, and that happens. That's part of the plateauing thing, you know. That's that's just part of it, which I was very happy to see because I knew people would 
that's always good to see when people are, it's right out of the gate and they're investing immediately. I knew that, and I knew my core fans would be investing right away. Um, but again, it plateaued. So I'm like, well, let's just see how the game plays out, you know, and I know, I know we'll find, I'm sure, but it just still, uh, you know, it's like anything, <laughs> it's yeah. like sailing a boat, you know, you've got a sailboat and you've got some wind and sails and sometimes you don't. So we just have to, you know, take it as it comes, but, but it helps having people like you on the, you know, out here letting us come on and talk about it. So I appreciate it. Now I know I've talked to some people that, that do really well with uh, the retailer tears, Yes, but they also say what, because they usually run their campaigns on Indiegogo. Yes. So once they fund, they can go in demand. Yep. And just like, you know, even, you know, even though you're doing yours on Kickstarter, you can actually transfer your Kickstarter campaign to Indiegogo. Right. Because it funded and, and right. keep keep it in demand. To, and I know, and I know that that's an option right now. We're, we're I want to kind of wait because I've had a couple over the last, you know, I've seen people that won't do Kickstarter. They'll only do Indiegogo and yeah. vice versa. Yeah. So I kind of wanted to wait and I wanted to see what's available, um, you know, with, with the option, but yeah, I definitely, you know, we've already got a game plan of what we're going to do with that. Um, but you know, if, you know, baby steps, I want to get this funded first and then we'll see where we're at. Fulfillment's really important to me too. This will be fulfilled in February. Mm -hmm. Um, I wanted to give it a little time cause the holiday and the, the paper shortage and all that other stuff people are coming up with right now. I'm going to just kind of see what happens and I want to have a little time, the book's about, I'd say, 50% done right now because of the artwork. Um, I've got to end up sending the book over to editing. Um, so I've got some time there during the holiday season. I'm going to be doing working that. I'll get the thing printed up in January, obviously, and then we'll send it out in February. Uh, probably the first first week or so of February. So, Yeah, all the early birds are gone. Yeah, yeah. But so yeah, I, I, I know... Uh, Sam has told me, uh, who does uh, Sonopa Publishing, yeah, uh, he's he's told me he's got he's got you know retailers on the left side that will put their order in while the campaign's still active, and yeah. then he's got a whole ton of other retailers that only want to put their order in once he's got the books in hand to ship them out. To Thank them. you. Exactly. And you that's know. right. And then I still offer that those packages once for the retailers, because I understand that point. And I, and I know that it's going into the holiday season right now. And so I was, you know, cause I'm very aware I've got one of my sponsors is a, is a comic book shop. And I, I totally understand where they're coming from. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd rather give them, you know, give them the opportunity after the thing's been funded and of course we're going to sell it because they're also selling my product afterward as well too. Mm -hmm. So yeah, but um, yeah, I mean, it's a good campaign. It's a solid campaign and I'm, you know, I've got a good proven track record with fun, with uh, yeah, you're, and everything. you're only 509 yeah. away. Yeah. And, and you know, in the last 48 hours, Kickstarter is going to send out those emails to everybody. Yeah. on the thing. Yeah. You're like, you're running out of time. Yeah. Fingers. This crossed. ends yeah. in 48 hours. Yeah. Get your books now and you'll get that big, pump up at the end yeah yeah uh, so so it's you know it's it's still it's still good and uh be, being the eight days yeah. since everybody paid their rent and mortgage this week <laughs> right. uh right i know i know this doesn't finish until they get their paycheck next week correct so you know so uh, i think so we the, end the 14th i think that's right 
say, yeah, the 14th, we started yeah. seven o'clock on the, whatever it was. Yeah. So it should be on the 14th. If I'm not mistaken, that's Sunday. So it's safe, from but Sunday. although Kickstarter doesn't take the money out until the end of the campaign. Correct. Correct. So people can pledge now and not worry about it. Right. I know a lot of people, uh, myself included, like the fact that Indiegogo, you know, steals our money right away. Yeah. Uh, because then I don't forget about it. And then all of a sudden, where's my money? You get a ding on your, yeah, I understand yeah. that. And, and I'm the same uh, way. I know. I know what you're saying. I'll, either I, way. Either way. I did that when I, when I very, the very first time <laughs> I started doing these. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't help myself. And I pledged to every sh every book sure. for like the first nine shows I did and then realized I had no money. Sure. Absolutely. And, uh, I got some great books. Uh, I also, uh, you can't eat them. You might I be able to eat them. But, yeah. I, I didn't, I was, I was on salads for uh, about two months, you know, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, understandable. You know, not that I couldn't, you know, you know, not that I shouldn't be on salads for uh, forever. Uh, cause Variety spice of life, though, right? I yeah. like, I love a good salad. Don't get me wrong, but, but you know, uh, so I'll understand. But yeah, that's, but yeah, we're, you know, we're, we're still really happy with everything. The artwork's been really good. I've been feeling really good when we're on the board and doing all of it. It's been very well received. Like I said, people have been, even the adaption with uh, Craig Hall, uh, getting that news was huge. And that was before it launched, uh, before we launched the campaign. Um, and that, you know, and that's one thing too. It's separate. It's completely separate from this. It's not, you know, um, this is this is my own thing. I own the rights to all the books, and you know what I mean. That's that's my thing. If it ends up any book that goes to adaption, you always want to be careful with that and that type of ideal um, mm -hmm. that you own your own book and your own copyright and your own IP. You know, it's important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, I just I appreciate you, you know, doing this because I know I I do it for people too, and it's it's not an easy thing. It's time consuming, you know. And you want to help out people as much as you can, even like and sharing helps, you know. So yeah. So uh, if you're listening or watching to watching this now, and uh, you don't currently have the funds, even though you can put it on a credit card and it won't get billed until the fourteenth, right? Uh, please share it out everywhere you get social with your media, uh, so you can get we can get more eyes on the project, Thank you. and uh, and 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 you know check it out for yourself. Uh, this of course, uh, Ted's, uh, Ted's batting a thousand. He's got, he's got two IPs, uh, one that they just signed off on to, you know, for the option They're working on the script and, yeah. uh, Grim 101 is going to be the next one going yeah. and they've already got interest and, uh, they're all set to go on that as well. So, yeah. next uh, year. Yep. you know, he's, uh, you know. He's got, he's, Stories are good. I promise they're entertaining. <laughs> they're good. Ted and his wife somewhere in the house are hiding a, a bottle with uh, Barbara Eden in it. So, <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. She pops out, but it's just a skeleton now. <laughs> <laughs> no, right. right. There's probably a comic book in that somewhere. Yeah. There's a comic book in just about everything. Just about. Just but. about. And like so, I said, I appreciate your time. Well, thank you. So we want to thank you for coming on. Uh, it's been wonderful finally getting to talk to you face-to-face -face yeah, on the screen. No, no doubt, man. It's been a blast. Uh, it's better than me 
trying to do this from a hospital bed. Yes, absolutely. When the nurses would keep coming in and interrupting me, and I would probably turn the camera on them to <laughs> so everybody could enjoy my view. Um, <clears throat> please check this out. Uh, I would highly recommend the uh, the hardcovers since the hardcovers are only an extra five dollars. You get the soft covers for 15, you get the hard covers for, for 20, and you got the Australian variant for 15. Yeah, right, right. Everybody should just put like a kangaroo sticker on all their, all their PDFs. That's a good idea. That's, an, that's a really good idea. You know, market it as the Australian variant. Mm -hmm. That's terrific. They yeah, got to come so, up with another word because variant's not really good right now. <laughs> there's just too, you know, there's too many. The, the, the Aussie you know. edition. Yeah, there you go. There you go down under oh yeah so so uh we want to thank everybody for uh that that popped in and in, in the chat tonight uh rj from critical blast uh lorenzo of course as always uh chris fisk yep thanks guys and uh you know thank, thanks for coming in and, and checking out the broadcast and sharing it out and uh we will talk to everybody soon have a great weekend and uh, uh, peace, love, and read some comic books. Thanks, guys.